This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dynamic banter. Mike and Steve are going to do bits and have some fun. Dynamic banter. Honking horns and ringing bells and making good. Dynamic banter. Don't forget the history rose. Everyone is going to have a final time. This was the last video of Ryan. We call it final time with Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man. Okay. If one of us dies while we're doing dynamic banter, could the last video be final time with Michael Steve (laughs) or both? Yeah. This has been. (laughs) This was Mike. (laughs) Um, I'm recording now, so I'm going to slap it. Okay. That's right after Steve's. Um, Guys, welcome to the show. Mike, I wanted to ask you yes. something really quick, and then I forgot, and okay. now I'm, I'm lost my mind about it. But um, Now I don't know what we're going to do today. I don't know what we're going to do today, but I have a, I have a couple of things I want to ask you, and then I have a couple of things that I would like to talk about. Not intense things, just, you know, fun things or whatever. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, as you know, we're all in lockdown. I'm here with my family. <laughs> we should talk about how Mike and I social distanced this morning. We did. Mike, uh, I thought it would be super important to get together for a second. Yeah, and you, then you agreed. But sometimes when you're, you know, we're in this thing, we all have our routines that we do eh. every day. It's like you wake up and you kind of do some kind of variation, and he knows about it eh. of the same thing every goddamn day. And sometimes when you throw a wrench into the, you know, it's like the person who decided to put raisins in macaroni salad or chicken <laughs> salad or tuna salad or whatever they put raisins in. First person to put they they chicken tuna salad. Chicken. <laughs> the first person that decided to put tuna in chicken salad. <laughs> they said, "I'm not gonna do the everyday. I need some kind of variation from the everyday ordinary." When when chicken salad was invented, they were like, "Wow, this is really good." But man, what would this be like if it had tuna in it? <laughs> I wonder if we could do the same thing, but with tuna. You want to mix tuna and mayonnaise into a, in a bowl and then serve that ice cold? What's the one I'm thinking of? What's the one they put raisins in and everybody hates it? The ambrosia? Ambrosia salad? No, I think it's chicken salad. I think Chicken salad some... has walnuts and raisins in it, yeah. Walnuts and raisins, that's what I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, chicken salad. Yeah. But tuna salad doesn't anyway. have any of that shit. So why the tuna fuck is salad, it called tuna funny salad? Funny enough, just has tuna in it. You just call it's like when a group of something has a different name. Just tuna in a bowl is called tuna salad. <laughs> <laughs> so if you order the tuna salad at a restaurant, you get a bowl of just cold tuna. Bowl of tuna. It's saying, <laughs> "Give me a tuna salad." Is saying, "Please take the tuna out of the can and give it to me." Bowl of tuna did that song Mexican radio, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, okay. Me tuna in a bowl. 
Uh, welcome. Mike, I missed you. It was great to see you. You're the first friend I have social distanced with since this whole debacle. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck. Everyone I'm so else... happy to be your first. Yeah, man. It's, it's nice. It's a ni- To my it... knowledge, I, I thought I was um, only two people's firsts in my whole life, and one of those girls lied to me. So I think it's just you and this other girl. (laughs) Did you get yourself checked after that one? Um, after relatively after. Yes. Good. Cause I have been checked since. And that was my first one that the girl who I lost my virginity to lied to me about losing her virginity to me back. Is that what you wanted to talk about? Yes. That that is what I want. (laughs) That was my question for you. <laughs> oh man. Um and that's why I am the way I am, Steve. Just like Popeye, you yam what you yam. Um Mike, I want to yeah. ask you about something that has been on my mind for a bit and I haven't had a chance to talk to you about it. And then I had something else that I thought would be really fun, but I guess I don't remember. I started to write them down in my notes if it's something that I wanted to talk about with you, but eh, I guess I don't have that. But anyway, I do have the one thing. That's a good tip for everyone listening. Fucking write down every idea you have during quarantine. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't, no shortage of of ideas. Uh, I mean, I think that that file, note files. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> could that be on the soundboard <laughs> how much no money point. would it take to make you spend a night in a cemetery how much money would it take to make you spend a million dollars it's like the kind of question you're asked in a dream <laughs> Dude, you know all those meme videos where it's like, like the Trevor Wallace videos where it's like, guys, what guys from SoCal say or something like that. No, you I know? don't know that You know one. what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. Oh, it's like, you would know the type of video if you saw it. It's like the title is above and there's like a, uh, Movie. it's just focusing on this one character. <laughs> it would be fun to have one of those that's like <laughs> questions you're asked in a dream. <laughs> Oh, that's really good. That's even just a good tweet, too. Top five questions I have been asked in a dream. (laughs) Number one. Oh, that's great. How much money would it take for you to spend a million dollars? (laughs) Let's just tweet that from the Dynamic Banter account right now. Yeah, can we do that? Oh, shit. Are you in that? Hold on. Uh, yes, I can. I can get in there. <laughs> I just unfollowed our <laughs> own account. Good man. Uh, dynamic banter is over. Party. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, forget about that shit. Let's talk about something else. So, I wanna. I want okay. to uh, ask you about something I wanted to ask you a while ago, which is, you posted a photo of yourself as a young man recently. Uh that says a few watch the hills or something and listen to music (laughs) by mike falzone what the fuck is that two separate things by the way two separate things (laughs) dude 
I'm telling you, man, I had a whole life. You I had a really whole life. Did. There was a part of my life where baseball was everything. And I was on like little league teams and all-star teams. And I pitched for this um, junior Olympic team and baseball was just everything. And then I just stopped. I think I hurt my arm a little bit because I pitched and then I stopped everything and I fell in love with music. And then music was everything until I was like 26. Music was every day. And then I fell out of love with that. And I feel like I finished that. I stopped wanting to get better at it. And that's when I'm kind of done. And now it's like comedy for the past 13 years has been, that has been what I want to <laughs> get better at. I can see myself getting better at that forever until my brain stops working. So that's like where my heart is now. But music, I had this whole life as a musician, man. So not super great, but I not know terrible. That you toured around and I know that you played a lot of shows and I know that quite a few people listened to and enjoyed your music, but I didn't know how much further it went. Like, did you like talk about your like rock star lifestyle a little bit? Like other than the tours and stuff, did you like ever talk to record producers? Like, I'm talking about before anybody could just call themselves a record producer on Twitter. I'm talking about, did you ever like, actually, like a real one? Yes. Did you ever talk to actual real record producers and talk about that shit? I had a, a producer out of Connecticut approach me. His name is Mike Mangini. He actually found the Jonas brothers oh, and I shit. Think Joss Stone and he produced, uh, he has like a gold record or platinum or whatever the fuck, like uh meteorite record for uh, who let the dogs out. What? He produced that. <laughs> he produced who let the dogs out? Yeah. Wow. That's this like, guy's like he did a, a bunch of like awesome singer songwriters as well. But that is like, that song is just like, you know how songs are popular in like the universe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was one of the things that he did. But I was at a show. I'll never forget it, dude. I was at a show. I was playing acoustic and kind of doing this mix of like, I'd play my crybaby songs and then I would try to make people laugh in between songs. <laughs> like crybaby songs. And I, my little crybaby, no one wants to sleep with me songs. So I'll, I'll sing about it and see if that helps the situation. Is writing so, a song um, about girls that won't sleep with you as good as girls that sleep with you? No. <laughs> That's number two on the questions that you were asked in a dream. <laughs> Write a sing about me as we sleep. <laughs> Be like kind of weirdly why does it to be close because it has to be like it, I know it really does real it really does it has to be right up to your ear too in your dream. Have you ever had a pizza pie? <laughs> How many times would be the last one? <laughs> That's totally one. <laughs> Dude, I have this fucked up dream. My grandpa was there and he asked me how many times will be the last one. <laughs> what does it mean? So what does anyway, it mean when your grandpa dude, I was comes this... to you in a dream and asks you? <laughs> All right, whatever. I, I don't know, know what it means, but you bet your sweet ass that you would want to know and you would, you would stretch 
<laughs> you would take some kind of meeting from you do that. everything you Dude, could. I can't. That would be like your excuse to break up with a girl or something. <laughs> like I, this is going to sound crazy, but my grandpa showed up to my dream. He said, how many times is it going to be the last one? And I can't do this anymore. I think you could really get away with that. I mean, yeah, you would be yeah. you would be made fun of by all of her girlfriends behind your back, but you could she's do telling, it. She's telling her mom though. Her mom would sympathize with you. She'd, She'd be, like, be like, "Oh yeah." Can you a dream? Listen, your grandpa gave me your name, honey, in a dream. So you know, I follow whatever <laughs> dead grandpa says. Dead grandpa told me to so find anyway, this- the hand of a dragon once. What'd you do about that? <laughs> And then the next day, we broke up. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Continue, Um, please. I was in Bridgeport, Connecticut at the Acoustic Cafe, which is kind of where I started playing music. I played there for years. I love that place very much. And I got asked to do a show that I really didn't feel like doing i got asked to open a show and i was like how long is the set and they were like 15 20 minutes whatever so i just showed up there by myself and i did maybe like four of my favorite songs and tried to make people laugh but i was very like loose and relaxed and then i got off stage and i was packing up my shit because i was gonna leave i wasn't even gonna stay for the rest of the show and i was sitting there maybe i had a drink or something and this big tall very nice blonde lady comes up to me and she goes hi i just wanted to see what your deal was. And she asked me all these questions like, are you repped by anyone or how long have you been playing music or what is like your day job or whatever? And she was like, my husband wants to meet you. And, uh, and I was like, okay. And I went to go meet, she introduced me to Mike and he was like, here's who I am. And she kind of, she, I remember her teeing it up like, oh, he was telling me about his day job. Like that was something that I didn't need to have. Like if you're this good, you don't need to have a, like, what are you even doing with that? <laughs> That's how I took it. For right, sure. right. Right. So then uh, she just very nicely introduced me to him and said, this is my husband, Mike. This is what he does. And I was like, oh shit, this really, this stuff kind of does happen when you least expect it. And that was a good, like, don't say no to, um, you know, just say yes and kind of see what happens as long as your your time permits or whatever. So she was but she like was scouting nice. for him or something, or was she just like I don't a, know happened if to be on there. purpose or whatever? But I don't know whether they were like they maybe they were there to see the main act. That makes sense. Cool. You know, because they lived in the neighborhood. No uh, shit. So anyway, we just kept in touch for years and he was like, if you ever have any ideas you want to run by me. And he was great to like, we would go out and we would get a sandwich at this place called the chef's table in Fairfield. And I would play there like when I was in college and right after that, I would just play there for like eight hours straight. The, the dudes who ran the place would just be like, whenever you want to come, just sit inside No shit, and play. And Dude, talking to people in between those songs where people don't really give a shit if you're there or not, they're just eating sandwiches. That's where all the crowd work stuff yeah, came from. Yeah. So I've been doing all that stuff since I was like singer joke writer. Whatever, early twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh we didn't end up I just got advice from him for a long time and I would run ideas by him. And then he'd never signed me or anything, but we did end up recording an EP that 
was never really widely available everywhere. I don't even know if it is now, but there were three songs that's production wise just sound like the most popular songs of that day. Like you could play them on the radio and there would be no difference like sonically. Right. You know? Right. Wow. So that was like a really interesting experience. If you want to hear a funny story about that. Yeah, please. I want to hear all about this. And I want to hear about this Hills MTV shit. That remind me of that. I'll tell you okay, next. Great. I just this is a good lesson for like any musician, Please. and it was a good like humility lesson for me. Please. So we're in his house recording these three songs, <laughs> and, and he used to fuck with me all the time. Like I remember, uh, I was like so nervous and sweating, and I couldn't tune my guitar. I'd been playing for like fucking fifteen years at this point, and I couldn't tune my guitar because you were going to perform so for this guy, basically. And he, yes, and it was just this microphone sitting in front of me to to get my guitar, my noodling. And he goes, oh, and don't bump that microphone. That's like a $20,000 microphone, oh, so shit. don't touch that. <laughs> don't even touch it with so your... I was like, okay, uh, here we go. Don't get More your boy... <laughs> don't get your boy oils on it. Yeah, don't get your boils on my $20,000 microphone. <laughs> So it was me, him, and my friend Melissa Mulligan, who is was a vocal coach, is still a vocal coach, um, and uh, she was in the like button room with him, and I was in the recording room, <laughs> and I was so nervous, and I kept fucking up, and then I heard him say to her, "Hey, make sure he knows this isn't what he thinks it is." Oh shit. And that was like, at the time, that was kind of difficult for me to hear. But then after that, it was like, you're 100% right. So don't treat it like it's the one shot you have to make anything. Because that's what I thought in my head. Like, I finally got the attention of this producer who I respect very much, who has had more like real life experience than anyone who I had worked with at that time, just in that industry, you know? So I was like, Oh man, if I'm good in front of him, then I could be fucking Katy Perry tomorrow. Who knows? Right. You know? And as soon as I heard him say that it wasn't that it made me put everything from that day on kind of more in perspective. And he taught me how to work smarter rather than working harder. And that kind of shit translates to, stand up and everything wow. that I've been doing since then. Like, that's why like put me in any stand up situation now as a 35 year old and I'll have butterflies, but I won't be nervous at all. And I think it all came from that conversation. Damn. I guess I, I know, I don't know if I've had a moment like that with like a, with like a, um, someone you look up to, you know, kind of like, I mean, I guess I, maybe I had those moments when I was younger, but it's, but I guess like starting off, in the type of career that I've been doing. Like I, I really wish I'd had a moment like that. Cause that's a wonderful way to kind of like break your nervousness to just think back to that moment been, where you were like brought down yeah. to earth for a second, you know, it's been crazy important for me to surround myself with like people who are way, way better at me, better than me at the thing I want to get good at. And if they have your best intentions at heart, like I'll take any kind of harshly worded criticism from somebody who I know is not trying to hurt me with it. You know what I mean? Of course. Like I'll take, I'll take tough love away from, uh, from anyone who isn't like 
jealous of me right. or doesn't think right. I have like ill intentions or whatever. Cause they're, if, if somebody who loves you was like, you suck at this right now, you're going to get better at it. Cause you, you trust their opinion, right? You know, but, their right, intentions right, just right. have to be like, whatever. It has to come from someone so, you respect and someone who yeah. you have mutual respect for. Otherwise it, it's yeah. every other thing than actual criticism that you can use. Right. The songs that got on the Hills and MTV. I can't wait to hear that about publishing this. thing. Cause I watched songs the whole, that were even recorded. I watched all of the Hills. What? I watched every episode of the oh, Hills really? because Brie was a huge. I bet you visit. anything you heard 15 I'm... seconds of one of my songs. <laughs> yeah. You got to tell me all about it. I'm ready for it. So I had recorded a bunch of stuff uh, with a friend of mine, my friend Casey, before I even met Mike. And uh, that stuff sounded pretty good. And I remember it was just me at the time. And I remember thinking, I don't want to be boring acoustic guys when like John Mayer was really popping off and stuff like that. So I was always like, he has that kind of covered and I need to do that plus something else to be different. Right. So I was big into like acoustic songs with hip hop programming behind them. Oh, My friend Casey, he went by the name of Kincaid was a hip hop producer who recorded my singer songwriter songs and would put that kind of stuff in the background. And so I think those were the songs that actually made it to um, MTV at the time or got licensed at the time. Did what And was then that I like? worked with my favorite musician of all time, the album after that. It, it's an album that's still available called fun with honesty. And that was just me and my friend Darian Cunning who like, this dude, Steve, the best guitar player I had ever seen in person, my favorite um, musician, like kids my age were like, yo, Dave Matthews is the shit. We're from Connecticut. Every time Dave Matthews comes around, we're going to go party and it's going to be like a weekend thing for yeah, us. Yeah. Darian was my like obsessive, like Dave Matthews. And I could just go see him every Tuesday at open mic in Bridgeport. Wow, no shit. So when we got to do that album together, it's like me on the guitar and then every other real uh, instrument is Darian. Then my friend Sketch did some of the sequencing and I think there were one or two songs from Casey Kincaid on that album too. So that was the first album I was like, oh, we should try to do something with this because this sounds professional. And I submitted it to, I think it was called Tinderbox Music. And they would like do publishing. So you'd maybe get on something. There was it, this it was a way to get it into one. like commercials and yeah. shit or like TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was was the MTV thing like the first time you like, was that a big deal for you? Because MTV is like, yeah, we grew up watching MTV and like, you know, the state is a show you and I connected really well on. And the state used like a ton of really cool up and coming music. All the MTV music. Yeah. And that it's kind of like an, yeah. an, a rite of passage for a musician. I mean, maybe not anymore, but what, from what, from our generation or whatever, it was like a big deal to like was, be on MTV because yeah. that's where all the music was pretty you, much. You know what it felt like? It's like being from Connecticut, it always felt like I had to uh, 
break or branch out from Connecticut and be liked other places to feel validated as like an artist, you know? Sure. It's like you, you start where you are and you, you do as much as you can where you are. And then I always felt like, man, if I had like fans in New York being from Connecticut, that would be fucking awesome. Right. And the internet was like, it was like mp3.com and MySpace. <laughs> Napster. <laughs> Napster. But that's when like, at one point I had like 30,000 fans on MySpace and I was like, wow, the people who aren't robots are live in different places. <laughs> you know, that's fucking crazy. And then getting on MTV, even for like 15 seconds was like, oh, it just felt like, like you could have a great concert in Connecticut and it would make you feel a certain type of a way. And then you graduate to trying to do a great concert in New York and reach those people. That would make you feel some type of a way. But I was like, if I could just tell people that I'm on MTV and MTV gets seen by everyone, that's such a big deal. So it felt like a really big deal. Especially at a big point in MTV when The Hills was on, which was like a huge fucking show. And uh, that was yeah. like that was like a high point for MTV. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't like now where... What the f is there even an MTV anymore? Do we know? I don't think like like what we remember. Like it's not. Is there a it. channel? Is there MTV on TV anymore? I would imagine so. Maybe I, there I is. Didn't huh? Hear of them like? Yeah, I don't know. But the point There's I'm trying so to make is, is that you know? they're at a point now where like MTV is like zero relevancy on like the music scale now. Like like we used to discover music on MTV. And now it's like people discover music on fucking, you know, Instagram and Twitter and whatever. So, but when the Hills was out, that was still like a huge point for MTV. It was still like a place to go to like see the new music videos and see the the like shows like Jackass or whatever. And uh it's like if they used your music on to, on for the Tiger King opening. Right, right. But like <laughs> But but I really gotta know like what what was it like? Cause I mean like was the Hills the first time your music got on a TV show, or was it something I before? So. That? I think maybe it had been on Versus before that. What's if you Versus? guys even had Versus? Cause that it was like a uh, um, a sports network, but they would mm. do like a bull riding and hockey, and it used to be the Outdoor Life Network. They used to do a lot of hunting things. Uh huh. But I worked for them and I knew people personally. So they would be like, do you have any instrumentals of your music? And then they would take it and put it on like a tour de France or some shit like wow, that. Wow, no shit, really? So people like highlights of people racing up a mountain and like um, <laughs> doping, blood doping. <laughs> would have my music. <laughs> Wait, so you, so what was that like when you saw that on TV? Anytime you see something that a bunch of people, like being on a billboard or something like that, mm -hmm. it's like this goes outside of the people you know that right. I can just hand you a CD and say, these are the three songs I have right, right now. It's just crazy to think that at least there's a chance for tens of thousands of people to see that. The but first person who ever did it for me on YouTube was Michael Buckley. Oh, shit. Michael Buckley had his show, What the Buck. Love he it. was from Connecticut. So I was like, dude, I'm a musician and I'm from Connecticut. We're like 20 minutes away from each other. If you ever want to use these songs, they were on the hills. <laughs> <laughs> if you want your, your show to be like the hills. 
And then he like danced to this song I had called Famous, which is the song first song I did with Darian that I still fucking love. Um, and then he played it on there. And, you know, I got all these like subscribers. I have like 400 subscribers. Just from being on Buck's stuff, Michael Buckley's stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to have Michael Buckley on Dude. the show on Dynamic Banter. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, we got to do I'll that. Call him up. Yeah. He loves you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're big, big, big friends of, and f- big, big, big fan, fram, fram, big frams. Big fans. Dude, Framps. Big fans. Dude, I have endless music stories to I tell just got to know about me this. Me and Megan Tonjas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to say me and Megan Tonjas took Tessa Violet. Yeah. Who is now megastar Tessa Violet. Yeah. We took her out on her first tour. Whoa. So she, like, the opened for you guys? first time for, she traveled you guys? and played music. I think I'm almost, what? She, like, opened for you guys? Um, We all kind of had... Like our fifteen minutes. That's cool. Fuck yeah, yeah. She's a good gal. We've got we've hung out because of you knowing her at things when back mm-hmm. when we used to be able to be in public together. Yeah, you remember that? Did you watch The Hills, Mike? When my song was on it, <laughs> and so you knew when it was gonna be on, and you knew which episode to watch and everything. No, they oh, never you told didn't. us. So I would tune in for like, uh, I would switch back and forth. But I, after a while, I was like, dude, I'm never going to catch it because it could be, it could literally be like 10 second instrumental placement right. when like they're flying over the city at night and <laughs> right. there's an acoustic guitar. Right. So, but you uh, caught it. You and found I think it. the first time it was on, it was on like an interstitial. It was on like a bumper saying, uh, like tonight on MTV, eight o'clock, the Hills, nine o'clock, Beavis and Butthead, whatever. And it was <laughs> in the back of that. So you, but did you catch it? You finally got to see it. I remember seeing something, but it's so like in retrospect, that thing that seemed like such a big deal at the time was like, you know, so many other things have been such a bigger deal. To oh, me. sure. But that's so cool because that I don't, I don't have a clear memory of seeing it. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of dynamic banter fans that didn't know that. And I certainly didn't know that. I just got a big kick out of it when you posted that fucking photo. <laughs> what is that photo yeah, from? Did you make that like back in the day? It's, I would have made that for sure. It looks pretty good for, for like how many years ago that was now, probably like over that 10 was years a ago. thing, dude, I bet you anything I made that to post on, like not MySpace. even to post to like Im- embed on my MySpace. Yeah, <laughs> and that was of course. Like a, I had a bunch of followers before anything like that happened, and I would post stuff like that as a reminder. Like, it's okay. Don't hop off the bandwagon, or like this is you being rewarded for like liking me. I swear to God, other people will like it at some point if they hear. It. <laughs> You know, it was, it was like, your bill with me for like three years and you see all these shows like Connecticut, Connecticut, New Jersey, Connecticut, Connecticut. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm good. And then when the MTV thing happened, it was like, see, I swear. <laughs> but did it gain, did it give you leverage for like stuff? Did it give you like cred? Everything. It's still like that, man. Everything is like. It's like when people read as a stand up, people say your credits before you go on stage. So the audience 
has like a a sense that of why you're here right you know it's like why the fuck i'm gonna hear 20 comedians tonight why the fuck would i give a shit about this person right you know sure so if i wanted to sell tickets to a show instead of just being like come out and see me i have a guitar and hair it'd be like (laughs) come out and see me i'm you've heard me on the hills for 15 seconds (laughs) i get it wow what a fun thing man i'd love to hear more of your music stories i'm sure you got tons of them and even something you can't talk about on the air because it's all just locked in here what'd you say it's probably there's probably a lot of stuff you can't talk about on the air too there is some (laughs) (laughs) have you ever talked about these things like in your videos or anything some i i used to have these two videos when i lived i still lived in connecticut called how to get kicked out of a band oh that's great and uh, it's when I had my band, me and my friend James were like at each other's throat all the time. Still a very, very good friend of mine. But I had kicked him out of the band four or five times. And then we did like a little behind the music and like talked about it. Uh-huh. Wait, I think you it was just great. At that like time, that. man, it's like there wasn't bands were very much like we're just going to play our music and we're going to be great at music. Right. And that's it. Right. But we were trying to be like great at music and show that we are like at the forefront of, you know, like fucking starting on YouTube in 2006 and just catching everything at the right time to be like a forward progressive thinking band. Right. You know, it's like seeing what everyone else is doing. I still try to do this with some things. It's like you see what everybody else is doing and then you try to like, like I could do all that and I'll put my own touches on it by doing this. Right. I love that. You got to yeah. you got to adapt as an artist, but you also have to look at what's what's working and be like, what can yeah. how can I make that mine and how can I add my flair to it? Yeah. It's very and important trying things that don't work and figuring out where to put your time. That was the hardest thing, especially when you're your own boss and you're like in your late teens early 20s totally and you're like oh how can i work smarter you don't know what the fuck working smarter is you just do everything you put all your energy into it and then either something pops or you end up hating it you know and i might have asked you this before on the podcast but like even though your comedy stuff is where you're living and you're not ready to give that up or or move on or try something else yet um do you miss doing the music stuff part of part of me misses doing the music also the last song that i did did so well that it makes me never want to write another song (laughs) oh you're like it can't get better than this (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i don't believe that and uh i've always wanted to do what you did but i don't like touring anywhere and i don't think i'm very good at the guitar but I yeah. w- have done a bunch of open mic stuff and little shows, little local this and that's. And, uh, oh, you know, the old local this and that's. And, uh, you well, know. You're in a good position where whenever you wanted to do it, you know that if you booked a room and you said, I want to play music for anyone who will show up to this room, it holds 40 people. Right. You could do that tomorrow yeah yeah tomorrow you can't do that tomorrow. (laughs) well i could do it tomorrow but (laughs) it 
would be bad news. In fact, <laughs> I could probably get any. I could probably book any theater right now for a pretty good price. Yeah, Steve's, <laughs> Steve's at the Roxy tomorrow, but no one can come. But no one can come. But he's gonna live stream from there. <laughs> Dude, what if you worked out something with like the comedy clubs and just did that? Like just did videos where you're there and no one's there. Dude, it's actually the worst thing cuz I was watching like uh John Oliver, which is a great show on HBO, but he's been doing it from home and I need to catch up on that. But he's been doing it from home and just not hearing an audience laugh is so weird. It's like still funny yeah. and still really good and I fucking love him and it's great. It's it's the show. It's just, it's just from same. his home. But man, without hearing laughs, it's just like so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. It's like when yes, they take the is. laugh track out of like Saved by the Bell or whatever or like uh you seen those videos where they take the laugh track out of shows. Yeah, and everybody looks like a psychopath. It's so weird. All right, let's do Dude, some ads. I've done two. Yeah, okay. We'll do some ads and then we'll um and then we'll jump into some nice be nice or don't be nice. Yeah, we could do that. Be nice or not be nice. Be nice Dude, or somebody not be came nice. after me on Instagram. They were like, I thought it was be nice or don't be nice. And here's what I want to say to that person. Who'd made up the game? <laughs> Us. What are we calling it right now? That's what it's called. <laughs> right. And it could change. It could change. It could change tomorrow. It could change tomorrow. And then you'd have a real special shirt. <laughs> Dude, I think wearing be nice or not be nice <coughs> on a t-shirt is so fucking funny. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's really, really Holy good. Holy shit, yeah. Okay, wait. Anyway, something ahead, happened Steve. here. Okay, got it. All right, let me get some uh let me get some fucking music. Oh, I didn't even get any music ready. Mike, I've been so confuzzled. We, uh, we had a real out of the ordinary day. It 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 was such a jarring seeing each other in person was so jarring. It was really jarring. It really fucked But it's up not the about the jarly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the jarling. <laughs> All right, can you hear this? Dar Jarling Limited. <laughs> All right, guys. Big, big, big shout out to Me Undies. Guys, Me Undies has really been a big part of this quarantine for me. I know you guys have seen it, but I've been wearing my Me Undies Me Onesie. That's not what it's called, but that's what I call it. Yeah. But I've been wearing that onesie, and it's the most comfortable thing I've ever worn in my life. But, uh, but let me read this copy to you guys really quick, and then we'll get to the personal stuff. It's officially spring! which means it's officially spring cleaning time. Yes, that's a thing. And if you're not doing it, you should. Especially with your underwear drawer, you gross Nancys, and your relationship with toxic old tattered undies. And move on to a membership with the softest undies to ever grace your nethers. A fresh new start for spring, ladies and gentlemen. Me Undies is an underwear membership, essentially. And why would you need an underwear membership? Honestly, because it's fun and great. And it's an easy way to give your future self a present each month. It's really nice when you get it in the mail too. It's, it is truly like Christmas. What did I get? And I get all the weird ones. Like I got fish and pineapples and strawberries. It's real good stuff. I have the pineapple one, they're real nice. Love those pineapple ones. Um, 
But also a membership with MeUndies is full of perks like site-wide savings, early access, free shipping, and new ridiculously soft undies delivered to your door each month. Building your undie collection makes your life just a tad bit easier. Uh, more undies equals less laundry. That's science. You understand science? Mike, you ever used science? I used science once. <laughs> so, guys, MeUndies are made with microphone. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, I can only it. hear, like, every 11th word. <laughs> so, all I hear is underwear, science. <laughs> well, that's not good. Well, I am recording my audio directly into the Zoom, so at least the audience can hear it. Good. You don't need You're to hear how great MeUndies is, Mike. You already know how great they are because you also own MeUndies and have a MeUndies subscription. You don't need to hear any of this info, but everyone else does. Guys, MeUndies are also offered in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. And they have a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, if you've been on the fence and you haven't done it yet, you're real dumb. You can get 15% off and free shipping. And this is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, ladies and gentlemen. So to get your 15% off your first order, free shipping, a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash banter. That's MeUndies.com slash banter. Thank you, MeUndies. Wow, that was perfect. Science. Maybe it was because the music was playing? You ever use science, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> what if I just went and asked you that again? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Quip. Guys, Quip. Is this the Miller Genuine Draft music? I keep. I love how it just, sometimes it'll play and people are like, I can't believe you guys didn't notice that you did an ad over it. Sometimes it's just, I think the, that music is just the type of music. Yeah, it really is just a type of music called slag it's rock. called bill <laughs> beer commercial rock beer rock beer rock yeah. guzzle rock, <laughs> guzzle rock. <laughs> time life guzzle rock hits oh you into that fried song. rock um <laughs> all right you're, you're in for that rock that's served in a basket with a couple of random french fries in it <laughs> You got a little grease on your rock. <laughs> Does your rock leave big old clear stains on the brown bag when you carry it home? All right, guys, quit. Literally, I literally heard nothing after big old. <laughs> Guys, Quip is a wonderful company that has also been a sponsor of Dynamic Banter for quite some time. And a big part of our morning routines. And has your morning or evening routine changed recently? And has that impacted your oral care? Huh? And what things and foods and puzzles and games are you getting delivered to your door, ladies and gentlemen? Mike, you use Quip. Oh, thank God I heard that. Yes, I do. <laughs> and I love it so much. <laughs> used it this morning matter of fact but guys what's so special about getting quip oral care delivered 
Well, it's because you get your toothbrushes, you get your toothpaste, you get your floss. You get all those things in the mail, and it's a damn dream. You don't have to go to the CVS or the liquor store to get your toothbrush. No, sir or madam, it's delivered directly to your door. I don't want you to even think about leaving your house for a toothbrush ever again. It's <laughs> a visual bit. Guys, good oral health VBDB. starts with good habits and quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip Electric Toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute routine, and there's even a sized-down version designed for kids. <laughs> Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, you get all the ingredients teeth actually need, and none they don't. Quip also has eco-friendly refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life and expanding string that helps to clean in between. Quip brush head toothpaste and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health. And shipping is free! <laughs> Honk. <laughs> Join the over 3 million happy Divide customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at $25. Guys, you get the Quip brush head, the toothpaste, the floss refills every three months. It's crazy town. It's exactly what you need during a time when you don't want to leave the house anyway. So if you go to getquip.com slash banter right now, you get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash banter. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash banter. Quip, the good habits company. All right. That's the really genuine draft. Thank you, Quip. Yeah, <laughs> it's next. All right. Last one, guys. Brooklinen. Brooklinen is a new one, and boy, are we happy about them. Bringing sweet, comfort. Sweet Brooklinen. Ooh, comfortable Brooklinen. My mama, my, my mama would be proud. Bringing comfort into your home is the ultimate form of self care, and now more than ever, it's important to take care of yourself and each other. You spend one third of your life in your sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? So put comfort first. Answer that, yes. Like with new bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. Home of the internet's favorite sheets, Brooklinen's got over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. And starting April 29th, which is just around the corner, Brooklinen is having their biggest sale yet. The birthday sale! Wee-oo, wee-oo, hookie-hookie. Squat, squat, squat. Birthday. It is your birthday. Get everything from bedding to towels to loungewear and more at savings you won't believe. Mike, 
I've got my Brooklyn and stuff. Yes. You've got your Brooklyn and stuff. I haven't set mine up yet, but you set yours up. Talk you about what it. You got. Oh yeah, I do remember what I got. Hang on, I've got it right here. I got the Lux Core Sheet Queen, queen sized everything. Okay. But I got the sheet set, the duvet cover, and the pillowcases. Is that what you got? Same. Oh yeah. I got all those. Boy. I got a cool uh, like grid pattern because we don't have any bedding that has grid That's stuff nice. on it. I like that. Like and, a good grid pattern. Uh, dude, I got the standard. I didn't get the deluxe. I got standard and it feels like hotel sheets. Really? Like good hotel sheets. Like good, good. When you're like on vacation and you're like, I don't want to leave the room tonight. Can't we just have a night where we're just in the room? It feels like that. Wow, no shit. I love that. And so you really like it. Yeah, it's awesome. Ain't nothing better than new bedding, I really too. like it. Especially when you've been sleeping Especially. on it every night and not leaving it for days on end. <laughs> At this point. Especially when it looks like graph paper. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, Brooklinen products help you keep help you find comfort in the little things, morning routines, extra soft sheets, plus towels, etc. So if you're working from home, staying comfortable is the best way to stay proactive, and Brooklinen is there uh, for all of your daily activities. Hey, how about this? Let me ask you a question. Do you like softness? How about comfort? Yes. Essentials yes. to help you relax? Well, Brooklinen has sure. it all, guys. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home, and they're so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. That's right, a lifetime warranty. The birthday sale kicks off April 29th, and you don't want to miss it. Get their biggest savings of the year on sheets, bedding, towels, loungewear, and their newest Hammam and Linen collections. I don't know what Hammam is. John Hammam. MC Hammam. And if you can't wait, you can get 10% <laughs> off your first order and free shipping on an all-new sheet right now when you use promo code BANTER only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use the promo code BANTER. Brooklyn, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. I fell into a hole. Bye-bye. There's actually a setting on their website where you could say, send me a mystery set of sheets. Whoa, really? And it's called the M. Night Schlam Ham Ham. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good, Mike. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right, you want to do some, uh... some... Some of us never turn off. <laughs> <laughs> God bless us. God bless us, everyone. All yeah. right, you want to do some nicer, not be nice? Yes. Welcome back to everyone's favorite game show, and that's a be nice. Or not be nice. The reason why we're be nice or not be nice is because we're saying. Does Mike choose to dot 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 be nice or not be nice? Right. That's why it's be nice or not. Not that I have to explain it. I really I hope you didn't, but I'm glad you did for those that are <laughs> real dumb. 
Um, we have two questions today. <laughs> we have two questions today. But before we get to that, Malcolm got a yes, right answer last week. Yes, he did. And hopefully we can get someone some limited edition, not available anywhere else, stickers sent out personally from my coughed on hands to your mailbox. And uh, who wins for last week? Well, let's find out, Mike. The winner. Hang on. Steve, you should have one of those wheels with a bunch of balls in it with people's <laughs> names on them. Or just the sound of it, at least, in the soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I just think of that? <laughs> okay, so I'm going on to our Twitter, and I'm looking okay. for people who have replied recently okay. to a dynamic banter So that's the, that's the crop you're picking from? Currently, history. yes. And the winner is Dave C. Dave C, enjoy your goddamn stickers and please at Malcolm Barrett and thank him profusely. Maybe even wish him a little happy birth. His name is Dave C's Burgers. At Dave C's Dave Burgers. C. I'm, tw- I'm texting it to you okay. right now. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you so much. You won. Some really cool shit because of Malcolm Barrett. So thank him at some point, too, please. And it was just his birthday, by the way. Did you know that, Mike? Yesterday. Yes, sir. What a good boy. So I got two for you today. Why don't you pick somebody we're playing for today? And uh, and I'll just remind everybody of the rules. I'm going to hit Steve with two hypothetical and sometimes real scenarios that I found myself in. My friend Steve then, not unlike the newlywed game, tries to describe whether his friend Mike in this scenario would be nice or not nice. If, Steve answer, if, answer, if Steve's answer matches up with what I would really do, then one of you lucky listeners get some limited edition shit that's not going to be available anywhere else i got one sticker that is my own design and then two uh different variations of the be nice or not be nice taylor borke hot special love that big fan of that so so you're gonna get a secret sticker pack if you uh steve gets it right and that person is Christine at Seiki Hounlow on Twitter. But we'll see. If okay, I don't Christine. win, you get nothing, Christine. Fingers are crossed. And let me tell you right now, Steve, I'm gonna be. We're gonna be a li- little lenient on the rules this time because I have a an incredible twist of fate for the second question. You love to hear it. This is the first question. Me and Zoya walking to the store. Okay? <laughs> the story. There's a blonde lady. The story of Queen. There's a blend. They love it. And we're walking to the store, and there's a blonde lady ahead of us. Okay. The blonde lady, also walking to the store, looks behind her, sees us, and starts running to the store to make sure that she gets in line to get into the grocery store before us. Like she saw you for when sure. Saw us sprinted across the parking lot to get into the line oh first. How many people were in line ahead of her? Maybe seven. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would not be nice to that person. I would not be nice. I don't think you you'd would be, not ni- be nice. I don't think you'd be nice. Well, yeah, I think I think well, it depends on the definition of not being nice because what I would do is is I would be really passive aggressive. I would be loudly passive aggressive to whoever I was with so that they could hear me say something like Wow, it's a good thing we got here when we did because there's just nothing but time. We have nothing but time right now. Gotta run to get in line. (laughs) When they're talking about that runner's high. (laughs) So I think you're gonna not be nice to that person. Okay, I will say that my answer, unfortunately, for our contestant was be nice wow so you were nice to that person because, yeah because, because it doesn't one, bother i didn't you. see it happen i didn't see it happen zoya had to tell me that it happened and then when she told me what happened i was overcome with like why would she do why would she do that <laughs> so then in my mind if i'm like why would she do that i'm like oh this person's life is in turmoil right now <laughs> so i was not mean i wasn't nice i wasn't mean Wow, Christine, I'm so sorry. Let's do this. Since this next question is so fun, the flip, the scripts are flipped. I'm going to ask you what you think a stranger is going to do (laughs) to an action that I did. Oh, okay. All right. So what's this one called? What's this round called? You get this one right. It's called, would this stranger be nice? Or not be nice. Okay, great. You'll understand in a second. Me and Zoya are outside. On and if you get this one right with what I think the right answer is, we'll send this person the stuff. Okay, great. So there's a chance they can still win. Yes. Love to hear it. It's redeemable. I love to hear it. Um (laughs) So me and Zoya are on the phone with her sister, right? Um, we go out into the, by the curb to do this. I think Zoya has a cigarette and I'm, we're talking to her sister outside. There's no one else on the street. We're passed by, um, a relatively attractive younger lady with a dog. The dog is super excited to see me and Zoya. We reach out and we say something like, Hey puppy, look at this cute dog. The girl snatches it away snatches how old this is, is this not girl? an uncommon thing uh probably 20s i would say if oh I wow okay all right mid to late 20s um i then turn around we're on facetime with her sister i turn around to her sister on facetime and i say and i quote i love so many of the dogs in my neighborhood but I can't stand the people attached to them. <laughs> Thank you so much. I turn around and there's no one on the street. My street is way quieter than your street, <laughs> right? Cause of the highway. Yeah. It's dead silent. I turn around and this chick is maybe six feet away from me. So she heard you for sure. That's what I'm thinking. So my question to you is, the next time this stranger sees me on this street, 
Does she choose to be nice? Or not be nice. Let me take down some notes here really quick. <laughs> Let me know if there's any questions you like anything for. If I was her, I would not be nice, but but she obviously She is reacting in a not great way to being afraid of people in the pandemic. I think you should she be She doesn't like, necessarily think that though. Well, like do you think she's doing that because of the pandemic though? I don't know. Cuz some people even before this whole thing, if I try to say hi to a lot of people's dogs, they'll rip them away. Really? <laughs> that happens to you? <laughs> happens to me a lot and because i look like this every dog wants to talk to me so yeah. you can imagine how many dogs next because they're like how did you become a human me. teach us yeah like, oh you can walk like that <laughs> I'm, my hands I'm, are hot i guess i'm gonna not be nice because i if i'm that kind of person that's ripping the dog away from strangers then i'm already kind of a piece of shit so i'm probably gonna be a piece of shit to people who are who are uh, uh, assaulting me with words? <laughs> Steve, go ahead and take down that person's address because they've won nines. Ah! That is exactly what I think that person is going to do. It's not be nice to me at all the next time they see me. People have not been nice to me for way less than that. I didn't know that. I've never had a dog ripped away from me. But I guess I, I guess, I mean, they come up to us. Keep growing, keep growing keep your growing hair up. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> okay. I, I also went up to her like, look at this fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> With a bottle of Jack Daniels in your hand, swerving around. <laughs> hey, look at this dog. Take a drink, dog. <laughs> you look like a thirsty dog. <laughs> I was pouring Jack Daniels on a dog. <laughs> <laughs> to be totally In that scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, Mike, we're at an hour, man. Okay. We, uh, let me see. Did my movie recording stop? It looks like my movie recording stopped, but maybe it didn't. No, it stopped. What was that? Great. Uh, well, fuck. <laughs> That's great. I think Sorry, it, it stopped at 59 minutes so hang on we're gonna be we're gonna, oh that's nice yeah we're gonna cut to so it's uh, just me wrapping it up we're gonna cut to steve the the little toy steve with the pooping steve no one closes a show like little toy pooping steve <laughs> lee lee pooping steve <laughs> um all right lee pooping steve i think we we should do a big history road episode on the next one okay so we're going to save it by saying the first half of the show was my musical history road. Just so yeah, we don't break from yeah, the Yeah, it was Mike's musical history road. I was thinking of calling the episode Mike Mike was on the hills or the one where we talk about where Mike was on the hills or something. I don't <laughs> know. It might good. not be that, but it'll yeah. be something similar. My um, music was on the hills. Have eyes on them, too. <laughs> 
And I'm recording again. Just to say goodbye, I guess. I don't know. We don't need this. But, Ryan, I'll give it to you anyway. Um, well, I want to say thanks to our listeners. You guys are great. We appreciate you for listening to this show in your quarantine. We hope you're all staying safe and staying indoors and wearing a mask when you go outside and all that good shit. And don't forget to go to dynamicbanter.clothing to check out all the latest cool yeah, Dynamic man. Banter stuffs. New t-shirts, new pins. New discs. Anything helps. New discs. You up. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. Mike, I miss you, buddy. It was great to see you for a little bit today. <clears throat> I miss you too, you know, and I say we both move to Georgia so we can hang out in person at a bar tomorrow. <laughs> I think that's a great idea because I got to go to the mall and that's the only place I could go <laughs> to get some And I'll tell kicks. you what, people... If you're rich enough, you don't give half a fuck about <laughs> pandemics. No. If you want your hair dyed or a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, stay safe, everybody. And thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll catch you next time on Dynamic Banter. Bye-bye. See you next week. In your dreams. See you next week in your dreams. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>